Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Monday, October the 22nd, 2012. This is episode number 123 of Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Joey Wygen, or Paladino Joey. Thank you again, Dylan Richardson, who was kind enough to introduce me at the beginning of this show, at the beginning of the introduction. Dylan Richardson is the executive producer of thesportstuff.com, Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you, and I mean every darn one of you, for downloading and listening to this show. Thank you again so very much for allowing me to grace the airwaves with you once again. Well, we have another Minnesota Vikings victory to talk about. That is a good thing. And there's, as always, lots and lots of topics to get to, per the calls, per the Facebook page, per the Twitter account as well. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Like and or follow those respective accounts. Of course, at Purple Mafia Show is the Twitter account, I guess you could say. I just kind of uh, ratted out the uh, website as well to get there. But uh, yeah, give that a follow would be terrific. We have two call-ins today. Sebastian Balls and Anthony from L.A. in that order, because I always like to take them in the order received. It is a tradition of Purple Mafia, and it's just the way I roll. <laughs> the call-in line for that number is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Imagine what show you're calling into, which is, of course, Purple Mafia. And a statement, shout-out, comment, question, whatever. Call into the show, as long as it's on topic for the most part. It would be terrific. And you can join in. Join in the, uh, the call-ins. Yes, sir. Got the call-in Hall of Fame calling in once again today. Miss you out there, Brent Jacobson. Uh, Bryce, I remember you out there. You called a couple times uh, about a month ago. Missed you. Hope to, hope to hear from you again at some point. Hope you're still listening and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. The show's, uh, the show's listenership has been very strong for the last month, and I just want to let you all know I do appreciate it. And those out there, again, hey, if you could, the new listeners, the old listeners, and all the listeners in between, don't be afraid to keep telling a friend to tell a friend or two or, or more. would be oh so terrific. Yes, it would. So with no further ado, let's get to those call-ins, starting with Sebastian Balls. Hey, Joe, Sebastian. Got a lot to get to. Harvin has his first red zone touchdown. We utterly killed ourselves with penalties. AP got his first touchdown since week one. We had less field goal attempts, uh, pretty much none, if I can remember right. Poor, poor, poor rush defense. 
I mean, like we got obliterated. Cunt tackle. We should stay the hell out of zone coverage. It's not working at all. They missed the field goal, Jay Feely. Uh, ponder five or six picks within three games, which is just mind-blowing. Harrison Smith at the pick six. A couple fourth down stops. AP with a 100-plus yard game, 29th of his career, which ties uh, one of the people that you posted on your Facebook page. I can't remember his name right now. O-line, just not quite there too much. Allen got two sacks, his fifth and sixth of the year. And I don't know about you, but I was always watching the game clock going right down to the last second. Boy, was that too close. Way, way too close. All right, well, I gave you a whole bunch of topics to talk about, so thanks for letting me call in. Thank you. Bye. And I thank you once again, Sebastian Balls, for that call-in. Welcome back to the show yet again, Sebastian Balls. There you go. Lots of topics to get to, as always, <laughs> from both of these callers. Oh, boy. Yes, sir. So where do I begin, right? It's one of those things. Sometimes I can't get to every little single detail because it's a bit much to, you know what I mean? It's a bit much to kind of say in a small amount of time. And Plus, I mean, I get to the topics in general during the show anyway. So just so you know, I mean, I will... So just if I don't get to it this millisecond, doesn't mean I won't get to it during the show. But generalizing, here we go. We'll start off. Yes, Harvin did have his first red zone touchdown. That is a, a very good, very good uh, point right there. That's very good news. It's about damn time. We did talk about that last week. Anthony from LA brought up the fact that Harvin, yeah, they're not using him in the red zone. Vikings finally did. It's about damn time. And uh, there you go. <laughs> tons of penalties. Yeah, including the open kickoff. That was a huge one, wasn't it? Yep, tons of penalties mentioned by Sebastian. Yeah, the kickoff, the opening kickoff was like, oh, that figures. You know, we get a touchdown by Percy Harvin. The block was not that close to the kick, if I remember correctly. Uh, <laughs> but it's just one of those things. It's like, that's great. And, but it also shows just how insanely good Percy Harvin truly is. I mean, he leads the league in all-purpose yards. You think about it. He would have had like another 103 purpose yards right there. One stinking play into the game before we even have a single series in the game by either football team. The opening kickoff, Percy Harvin, 103. Called back. Illegal block to the back. And 10-yard penalty. We end up... So not only do we not get a touchdown, we just get the ball out the 10. And, well, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, you know. And, yeah, there were lots of penalties as well. But don't forget, don't forget, there were lots of penalties by those uh, Arizona Cardinals as well. Yes, there were There were uh, quite a few pass interference penalties that that really were the Achilles heel for the, uh, I almost called them the St. Louis Cardinals, probably because I got baseball in my mind, is they're about to get eliminated by the National League champion San Francisco Giants. Good luck in the World Series to them. Shout out to Dylan Richardson there. <laughs> yeah, both of his teams are winning tonight, the... First place Bears, doggone it. <sighs> okay, where am I going? Where was I? Yeah, lots of uh, pass interference penalties against the Arizona Cardinals. That hurt them. Yes, it did, and that's about all what's-his-name-is-good-for. That that Simpson guy that, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, we're seeing, there's a reason why the guy isn't getting, isn't blow, didn't blow up in the league. Like, oh, how come he didn't get 1,200 yards? You know, he's so fast and quick. Well, that's why. Because he's not as good as... He's just not that good, is he? No. 
And he's certainly not consistent. Adrian Peterson, first touchdown since week one. That was another thing we were talking about last show. Like, man, what is going on? This guy, you know, they're not getting, he's, he only got two, well, he got two touchdowns in the first week and hadn't scored since. There it is. Bada bing, bada boom. That was a topic I brought up myself uh, last show. Talking about how Adrian Peterson, yeah, the, the Vikings would be featuring the ground game a little bit more than the passing game in this week's show, and that, yeah, that, that's a moralized how the Vikings would win the football game on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, the defense had a little bit more going on <laughs> than the offense in this game as well. Christian, yeah, the passing game was, uh, yeah. Cardinals have pretty good pass defense, by the way, but, yeah, comparison to Christian Ponder, yeah, who who's that guy? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really. I, I don't. I don't know him. At least not not this week. I don't really. I don't claim that guy this week. <laughs> we'll we'll claim him again next week. I think against a weak, much weaker pass defense. We'll see how that goes. Oh, Sebastian. Yep. Always got good stuff to say. Which. Uh, yep. Christian Ponder with five interceptions in two games. Yeah. It's uh. Pretty ugly stuff, Christian Ponder. And you know I won't compare him to. Uh, I won't compare him to that other guy who used to play for the Bears. I know I'm driving... Apparently I drive Sebastian crazy with stuff like that. And apparently maybe other people as well. I don't know. Haven't heard from anybody else. So that there's no... So you can't prove it yet, can you? But but whatever. Um, I understand he's his own player and all that good stuff. So we'll worry about that later. I, I don't even know why I'm bringing that up yet until I get to Facebook. But, yeah. I understand. I understand this guy's his own player and this team is its own team and comparing to other teams is unfair, but, uh, well, you know, life goes on. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, frustrating game for Christian Ponder, no doubt about it, and we're going to continue on to that in the show, of course. A very, very, very frustrating game by Christian Ponder, and uh, Anthony gets into that as well very shortly. It's uh, it's just, it's, it's a lot of bull. It's been... Extremely frustrating. Harrison Smith, pick six. That was awesome stuff. Yes, it, I mean, unbelievable. Pick uh, pick six for Harrison. He's been a factor all year. He, he really has. Just big-time factor all year for the Vikings. Great pick by Rick Spielman. This is a great draft. Rick Spielman looks pretty smart today. Hopefully it continues. Remember, Rick Spielman had a major opinion on a guy by the name of Percy Harvin a couple years ago. That worked out. There you go. The, uh, he did mention it was the 29th 100-yard game of Adrian Peterson's career, of course, all with the Minnesota Vikings. That officially ties Robert Smith. Robert Smith. So that is the all-time record for the Minnesota Vikings. Tied with Robert Smith, and Adrian Peterson is only, what, like 26, I believe? No, 27. 26-27-ish. Still very young. And, uh, yeah, he's already tied Robert Smith for that, so... And I love that's the purposes. Adrian Smith, Adrian Smith, Adrian Peterson, greatest running back in Vikings history, bar none. He's going to have every record. End of story. He, there you go. It was a close game, and there were a lot of sacks. Um, yeah, well, lots of facts by lots of sacks by the Vikings. That's a good thing, an awesome thing. Both the colors bring that up as well. Um, the close game, yeah. I mean, I kind of predicted it would be close. Shut up. I, shoot, I think I said like twenty four twenty, if I remember correctly. Ended up being a bigger margin, but it certainly didn't feel like it. Though, did you really feel much threat from the Arizona offense? In all honesty, because I, I really didn't. You know, they got a yeah, they got first downs and they got their uh, 
And uh, was it Skelton, whatever the heck his name is, who just, I just he looks he looks pretty bad as far as I'm concerned. Terrible decision making. Uh, good completion percentage, about seventy percent. Quarterback rating of eighty-eight. Only one interception, but it felt like it could have been like more. <laughs> um, yeah, he he made some some pretty lousy throws. Threw for two hundred sixty-two yards. I'm not that impressed with John Skelton, but I guess who is right? No, I'm kidding. I mean, some people are. He's certainly no Kurt Warner. That's for darn sure. I mean, Arizona was a lot better when he was the quarterback. I would have been a lot more worried if he was there, but he certainly wasn't. Uh, Cobb, of course, unavailable this week. Yeah, Cobb, yeah, Cobb. Yeah, he's another guy. I mean, his his overall stats for the season were all right with eight eight touchdowns, three interceptions. But Arizona in general on the decline right now. They are. They they've been giving up a lot more running uh, running game than they had in previous weeks, and um, yeah, we'll get more into that in a little bit. <laughs> Let's try to um, move on here to to Anthony from LA. Great calling again as usual, Sebastian. Hopefully, I got to a decent amount of things there from the call. It's one of those deals. Uh, yep, lots to get to. We'll continue to talk about the things that you mentioned during the show in general. Same for you, Anthony from LA, who now. As the red carpet. What's up, Joey? Anthony from LA. San Pedro, California, actually. Just a few miles outside of LA on the coast. Um, a couple things, uh, to talk about. I, I like, I really do like Christian Ponder. I think he's, he's gonna be good, a good quarterback. He showed that in the beginning of the year, where he took care of the football. No interceptions. I think the first three or four games. I think it was, or maybe five games, I'm not sure, four games. Um, no interceptions, took care of the ball, threw for about, what, 160 yards and a touchdown or two, and I like I, can, I like that. I like when he's taking care of the football and he knows where to go, and I could, you could tell in the beginning where he was throwing the ball quick. He knew where he was going, he was looking at his first, second reads real fast and getting the ball out of his hands. Even in San Francisco with that password rush that they had, he was getting rid of the ball quick. The last two games, Five interceptions he's thrown, holding onto the ball way too long, always rolling out, trying to make something. And, he, and when he's rolling out, for some reason lately, he used to be on target when he's running and passing. Now the ball's going over his head, and Kyle Rudolph is huge, and he's still throwing it over his head. Two interceptions yesterday, one of them led to points, and that, I mean, good thing that the, the, the Cardinals really were terrible on offense, just like us. I mean, we went... We were bad on offense, really bad. We had one conversion out of ten on third down. Terrible, terrible. We cannot win games at the end of the season when we're playing against Green Bay, Chicago, Texans, Green Bay, all within like six weeks, and we go one for ten against the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals have a good defense, but, I mean, we, we still – we, we opened holes, like last week when I called, when uh, I was I didn't like how BP was getting those 60-yard games and 80-yard games. When he gets this 140, 153-yard games and touchdowns, that, that, that defense is tired. Holes are opening up big. There's a, the middle of the field was open on passing plays, and I don't know what was going on with play calling. All the plays were to the sideline. we got to get the plays in the middle. I know Patrick Peterson was on Percy Harvin, but he still ended up scoring. But Jerome Simpson, first game back, one catch, eight yards, and a penalty, not good enough. Not good enough, not good enough at all. And um, 
Uh, he said so, you know, eight, seven, eight, seven packs we had. Amazing, amazing defensive from what four we got. And, and Harrison Smith, I'm very excited to see him get a pick six. That was awesome. Uh, we got Tampa Bay next, this, this Thursday short week, this Thursday night started football. Uh, not since they started, but I think since last year, they've gone, the home team has been 8-1, or 9-1. The home team has been 9-1, so we've got a good shot off them. Good times indeed, Anthony. Welcome back again to the show. Thank you so very much for always calling in and always a welcome member of this Purple Mafia family, both of you, Sebastian and Anthony, the two callers of this week. Remember, 209-736-7877 is the number. All right. Well, yeah, you like Ponder, but yeah, it was a nice start to the season, wasn't it, for uh, old Christian Ponder? It sure was, and now, yeah, it was good points. He got rid of the ball very quickly. Like the better quarterbacks in the league, so since I can't make comparisons to quarterbacks anymore, apparently, <laughs> without getting, yeah, my head chopped off by some people. And yeah, Sebastian's not the first one to do it, I'm going to be honest. Last year I got my head chopped off by a lot of people, so I'm not going to do it anymore, even though I like to, anyhow. Um, back to the point, yeah, he got rid of the ball very quickly, and overall just looked confident. Looked the part, looked ready to roll. Less, you know, no really, no turnovers other than I think he had one fumble in there in that first four games you mentioned. First four games, yes. He had interception number one against the Tennessee Titans in the fifth week of the season. And yeah, and so on and so forth. You get the point there. Some Washington and, and yeah, he's had any interceptions in consecutive weeks here. It's been pretty ugly. Sure has. Five interceptions in two games mentioned by both callers here. Because now he's not getting rid of the ball. He's rolling out too much. You know, he's looking a lot like the way he did in the Detroit game. And it's, that was the game that Ponder struggled against Detroit. And then he looked a hell of a lot better again against San Francisco. And then back to that other style where it's a lot of running and chucking. You know, running, not getting rid of it right away. Running around like a chicken with his noodles cut off. And uh, just kind of flinging the ball around. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of near interceptions in the Detroit game, if I remember correctly. I mean, there were near interceptions in every game. Christian Ponder's always thrown some crappy passes, but now it's coming back to bite him because there's more crappy passes, and the defenders are actually catching him this time around more frequently. Yeah, he threw over Rudolph's head. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, yeah. yeah, he doesn't look as good right now. And like everybody likes to tell you on KFAN, the greatest radio station ever, by the way. No, not really. Anyhow, uh, they like to tell you, oh, well, this guy and all these guys had a worse starts to their career, like Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers and blah, 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 blah. But like <laughs> Sebastian will tell you, Christian Ponder's Christian Ponder. Maybe he'll be better, maybe he'll be worse. Who knows? We don't know yet, honest to God. We don't know yet. So that is a good point by Sebastian to say that. And, of course, great topics brought up by Anthony as well. Excuse me, because <laughs> this is supposed to be Anthony's call. <laughs> Yeah, both teams stunk so bad on offense in this game. It was a virtually unwatchable, borderline unreviewable football game. <laughs> okay, it's not unreviewable. I'm right here reviewing it. So, it's not unreviewable. There's lots of stuff to get to, but... Uh, it's one of those weeks where it's like... Yeah, you know, as much as I... I mean, I love doing this show. I love covering this football team. But this wasn't one of the weeks where it was like... This is the reason I cover the foot, the Vikings. No, this isn't one of those weeks. No, it's it's the rainy night in Lambeau back in '98. Our reasons why I would why I cover the Vikings 
It's like games against San Francisco this year are reasons why I cover the Vikings. Season-changing victories against massive, great football teams. You know, and you know many of those. There have been many games like that over the 52 years of football in Minnesota, which we appreciate each and every one of those, by the way. Um, but yeah, both teams were terrible on offense. Yeah, I'm just saying this wasn't one of those games that makes you come out and say, wow, isn't, isn't this fun? Because it wasn't that fun. <clears throat> Cardinals offense is putrid. The Vikings offense was annoying. It was annoying because obviously that's your team. Come on, what the hell? One in ten on third down. Great point, Anthony. Major, major, major flaw right there for the Vikings offense. One of ten? Really? Look, that's not enough to work with. Certainly not enough to work with, uh, old angry video game nerd there who screaming at me right there, asking me if that's enough to work with. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and, of course, that's pure sarcasm by the AVGN anyway. It's not enough to work with. No, no, it's not. That was uh, garbage. Horrible, horrible offense, horrible execution. But at least there was some timely offense. And thank God for Adrian Peterson. We're going to get more into that later. Woo-wee, what a beast. What a beast. Mega tough schedule coming. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, if our offense plays like this, and especially Christian Potter, 8-8, uh, and eight, here we come. Yeah, 8-8, eight and eight, here we come. I don't care if we're 6-2, and 8-8, eight and eight, here we come. It'll be 2-6 and six in the second half because the schedule is a hell of a lot tougher, and if Potter plays like absolute crap, we're dead. And is there any doubt about that, guys out there? I mean, I love all you. I love every one of you. I hope this team does great. It's more fun to cover the team. It's more fun to do the shows. I mean, it's it's so much fun. You were, 2009 was an absolute blast. And, of course, it, the shows, you, more people listen to the show, too. Whether I'm good at it or not, more people listen to the show. And, of course, that's your opinion. And if you want to... Yeah, voice your opinion, mention it, uh, give us a rating on iTunes if you could. Uh, iTunes, you know, yeah. Anyhow. <sighs> and it is funny how Peterson did, did well and our offense still struggled. You know, it's it's frustrating. It is frustrating, but sometimes it does turn out that way, as Anthony was, uh, I believe, trying to say in there. I believe that's what he meant at one point during the call later in the point. Lots of sacks. And the pick six by Harrison Smith. Yes, sir. Those are topics that are going to be all over the show today. We'll get to that later. Interesting point here brought up by Anthony at the end. Since last year, home team is now, the home team on Thursday night games is now 9-1. and 9-1. and one, But probably 10-1 and one because, yeah, there's going to be a 5-1 and one team in the NFC North, much to our chagrin. And, yeah, I don't hate the Bears as much as I hate the Packers or the Lions, that's for sure, but... As a Viking fan, you don't necessarily want the Bears to have, like, a great record because it's kind of hard for us to win the division there. Yeah, you know, you kind of want them to lose certain games once in a while over there, you know. You know, come on, Bears, start losing some games there, eh? Okay, anyhow, would be nice. Oh, boy. (sighs) Anyhow, thank you again for the call in, Anthony from L.A. Continue to call in, always. And... And don't be hating on the sound of your voice. I think you do a great job. You do a great job. Facebook page, let's get moving along immediately. You know, no screwing around, right? Let's just move. Move, move, move. 
Uh, Dave Hickey is a new like. Thank you so very much, Dave Hickey. Uh, we'll get to his what he had to say very shortly. Very shortly. Will be nice. So now we have to be more and more organized. Uh, I'll mention this as well. Uh, who said it? I believe it was... I, I did post an article on the Facebook page. Nobody's acknowledged it whatsoever. It was from Daily Norse. A little surprised. I forget. I think it was... I forget if it was Dave. I think I'll be getting to it in a second, but it's a, it answers the question, what does Skull mean? So a lot of Viking fans probably are curious about that. Well, check out the article from the Daily Norseman as I continue to dig and look for the appropriate uh, section for all y'all. Uh-huh. Started from Tony Coleman. Yes, sir. Mark Carlson. Okay, Dave Hickey jumped in. Yes. So I'll start from there on Friday. Uh, this is from an old thread about when I was saying that the episode 121 came in. But then uh, Dave Hickey jumped in there. So even though it was like an old thread, Dave Hickey is first, uh, I believe his second post, actually, if I remember. Yes. He says, you are now liked by me. Thanks for reading my comment on air. My biggest question is why isn't Joe Webb used in the red zone opportunities? The coaching staff has long proclaimed that he is too gifted of an athlete to keep on the bench, but I have not seen him yet other than a mop-up detail against the Titans. That's BS. We seem to be able to move the ball up and down the field, except for the red zone. Uh-huh. <laughs> One other question. What the heck does Skull stand for? Yep, there it was. Skull stand for? Nobody seems to know. That I know. <laughs> Maybe you know. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Go Vikings. Thank you again, Dave Hickey, and welcome aboard the group officially. Yes, sir. Thank you again, Mr. Dave. And yes, there's the article. Go check it out on there. I posted it in higher up on the page, so if you haven't checked it out, there it is. Thanks again, Daily Norseman. In case you're listening, a shout-out to the Daily Norseman. They are a part of that whole deal where, uh, you know, Yahoo Sports, which is one of the sites I use very frequently for this show, and for other shows, Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves Explosion. Yes, sir. Don't be shy to check that out. <laughs> so much fun. Even if you don't like the Timberwolves or basketball that much, it's still a lot of fun to listen to, and it's another show I do with Marcus the Forecaster. Woo, that's a fun show. And boy, is it doing well of late. It's actually doing better than this show, which is which is crazy, considering the Wolves versus the Vikings fan base. That's kind of weird. That's show is just doing really good, so... Tells you it's a lot of fun to listen to, apparently, <laughs> according to lots of people. Uh, um, yep, thanks again, Dave. We're going to move on here. I'm digressing way the heck too much. Trying to get into the section, of course, also where the uh, other posters, starting from yesterday, Sebastian Balls gets started here. Hope I'm not missing other people. I do believe I did catch the Pre, the pre-yesterday stuff. So I think it was mostly just Dave Hickey there. Sebastian Ball says, Saw my great-grandma last Sunday, and we just lo- uh, and we just so totally lost. God rested her soul earlier this week, but for the first time, I'm almost certain we will get a win finally. Skull Vikings. Yep, there's the word skull again. Skull Vikings, don't let me down. Yeah, man. God bless your great-grandmother, Sebastian. Rest in peace to her, and... Uh, Absolutely, God bless. Vikings did not lay you down, Sebastian. <laughs> Though it was kind of, yeah. Yeah, it was a obviously a frustrating game. We'll get to it later. 
I will get to that point later. Uh, Sebastian saying, I still kind of hey, have hate on Arizona for knocking us out of the playoffs. Chances back when Tice was our coach and Chris Hoven was our defensive tackle. Back in 03. Back in 03. Yep. The infamous, uh, the season's on the line. Uh, uh, what was his name? McCown fires it into the end zone. Caught by Nate Poole. Touchdown. No. Yeah, that infamous Paul Allen call. That was that game. Yeah, that was BS. Cardinals were so bad that year, and they stood, They just pulled out a rabbit out of their hat on the last play of the game. Sebastian says, that was my first true heartbreak in being a Vikings fan, but many more were to follow. Yeah. Yeah. There were more along the way, even since then. Of course, there were unbelievable countless many before that. Like 87 and 98, of course, and 2000 was... 2000 was more just total BS than it was a heartbreak. That was just like... Ugh. That was a tsunami, man. <laughs> but no, I mean, I was just in stunned silence. I thought the Vikings were going to make the playoffs and maybe make some noise. That was a good football team, actually, back in 03. But stupid pa- Packer, stupid Packers won the division because of that unbelievably lucky play. And Nate Poole, the third or fourth string receiver that no one's ever heard of, received a key to the city from the Green Bay Packers. It created a key to the city of Green Bay, which is kind of retarded. <laughs> <laughs> just shows the Packers how, yeah, how, yeah. I understand football is important to you, but it just shows their priorities aren't so great. And this is where the biggest post of them all kind of pops out. If I can ever click on it correctly, it would be really nice, actually. It would be it'd be terrific. Uh, there were a lot of posts in here. I'm absolutely not going to read all of them because that would just be kind of crazy. <laughs> a whole 32 posts in this thread. Sebastian, I guess I'll say, bleeping A, shot ourselves two times in beginning of the game. Yep. Bleeping A, of course he spelled it out, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and it was a lame start to the game. With Yeah, they got two penalties right away. Yep. And uh, Jeannie saying in order for, uh, yeah... We got into this Rex Grossman thing, and uh, where I, yeah, I'm, yeah, that deal. Where I compared Ponder to him, and Sebastian got irritated, saying it's annoying, and I'm sure other people don't. Other people find it annoying if I do, and blah blah blah. Yeah, I understand. I talked about that earlier, so we'll continue. Jeannie, uh, Jeanine jumps into her, uh, jumps into that part of the conversation. I, I, I deleted a bit of it. Uh, it was a different thread. I deleted it because I thought it was just getting a bit too much, and I don't know. It's just too much, but it's okay. At the time, I thought it. I've regretted it since because it's not like it was that bad. But yeah, so I apologize, Sebastian. Um, Jeanine says, in order for it to be Rex Grossman style interceptions, the Carls will have scored a touchdown, and they didn't. So yeah, I uh, pick six, and they didn't. But well, pick six ponder has emerged at some times. Right now, he's pond over, not quite pick six ponder. Those are the two nicknames for him. Pond over in terms of turnovers. Ponder throwing too many turnovers, yeah. I don't know if that's annoying people either or not, but one other point, too, about that. <laughs> hey, if you think I'm annoying, you should listen to Paul Allen on KFAN. You think I repeat myself too much? Listen to Paul Allen on KFAN. That guy repeats himself about as much as uh, politicians. It's just like, okay, we get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, I'm like one millionth as annoying as Paul Allen. So, we'll just leave that as it is. 
Uh, trying to see if there's actually any points here other than back and forth stuff. Uh, we'll go for this one. Sebastian's saying it's fine if I do about the whole past quarterbacks. Here we go. So this is where it gets a little more interesting. He said it's fine if I, if you do. Gross uh, is, you know, Grossman and we all hate him in the NFL and I really don't want that for Ponder. Yeah, well, I don't want Ponder to stink either, but we, we're not, he's not, he's going through a bad stretch right now. Uh-huh. So that's one of those deals. He says, Smith, my man. That was about the whole, uh, pick six for Smith, who said white boys can't run. I'm just going to leave that alone. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know what happened here. Something got clicked on. That was weird. He said, haven't seen that from our secondary since Sharper. For some reason, that comment got hidden, and I apologize. I just unhidden it. Hit it. I have no idea. That must have been some type of error there. He says, hey, Joey, despite the dispute, thank you for being on the Facebook page during the game. I normally get lonely. Yeah, guys, continue to post on there. Um, it gets it gets crazy. It certainly does. Uh, Jody Metcalf Hunjum. I don't think you've clicked like, so if you're a listener, click like on the page if you could. She says, I love reading your comments. Wish you wouldn't use profanity. It just doesn't shoot, doesn't suit you, Bash. Hugs. So there you go. Sebastian responds to her saying, Jody, I only get emotional when the Vikes play is all. So yeah, I mean, I think me and Sebastian at the time were a bit cranky during the game because it just wasn't going so good. We were winning, but it wasn't going so good, so there's a little bit of a little cranky cock there, but we, you know, we get along great, so don't worry about anything, guys, out there. Dan Taylor, I'm going to get to Twitter, of course, in a second. He says, it's a pretty simple game review this week. Defense is good, AP good, ponder bad. Felt just like the win over Arizona last year. Still, a win is a win. And you know what? Dan Taylor, guess what? Yep. It's gold star time, and it's going to Dan Taylor. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the gold star. <laughs> the gold star is going to Dan Taylor for that, because that was just yeah, classic. You know, perfect. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> <laughs> keeping it simple and keeping it true. Thank you, Dan Taylor. Spectacular stuff right there. I mean, I, I love I love that. That's why I like Dan Taylor. Uh, Chris Tucker out there, shout out to you. Hope you're doing okay. Hope you post on the page some more again. I I love when he I love when he posts on here. Sometimes uh sometimes he disappears. It's just one of those things, I guess. There is some bumps around here. Let's see. Dan Taylor, a little quieter this week, but uh, more quiet this week, but I understand. You know, it's just one of those things. He says, just think, less than a year ago, Adrian only had one knee. Now he's dragging people into the end zone again. Yeah, I mean, there was a play out there, so we can kind of get to that, where <laughs> Adrian Peterson looked like he was probably going to be stood up and go down about two yards, you know, the old two yards and cloud of dust, as there was not one, not two not five, but just about, it looked like about eight Arizona Cardinals trying to bring him down, and he continued to drag them all forward with him. About about for a good eight-yard gain. That's just crazy. That's a guy with an ACL tear. ACL and MCL tear, and he did that. And this was less than a year ago, ladies and gentlemen. Less than a year ago. Usually it takes a minimum calendar year for a guy to be anywhere uh, strength level like that. The dude's a beast. If anybody that would ever wonder if Adrian Peterson is a beast, the guy is a 
freaking beast. And this is not Kool-Aid drinking. This is a football fan, an NFL fan first, a Viking fan second, making that statement. That was unbelievably awesome. The guy is an absolute powerhouse. My goodness gracious. <laughs> um, Christian Ponder, yeah. Um, you had the interceptions along the way here. I forget which one. I believe, yeah, Ponder had thrown an interception at one point in the game, and I said a big missed opportunity missed by uh, Arizona. Huge play by Robinson. Robson, Robinson, forcing a fumble. Robinson was all over the field, by the way. He forced a fumble and got three sacks. That's like your gold star Viking of the week. No, it's got to be Adrian, but the guy is just... Robinson was unbelievable. He now has four sacks instead of one. <laughs> and he also got that huge forced fumble. Just unbelievable. Uh, the reason why I'm mentioning this is because Danielle Michelle retweeted it saying, Yeah, buddy. So, yes, indeed. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and hello, Danielle. Not sure if I've heard from her before, but she is a follower, maybe a listener to the show, too. Hopefully. Apparently a very popular one. Okay. Lots of followers, but uh, I digress back to topics at hand. Hopefully. Yes, this was a... Uh, Yes, the Christian Ponder interception with only five seconds. Yes, five seconds to go in the half. Vikings, uh, I believe they led by seven at that point, if I remember correctly. And yes, they did. They led 14-7 to seven after the Christian Ponder pass to Her- Percy Harvin on a three-yard uh, three official touchdown pass. It was a good one, of course. Um... Of course, the first interception by Christian Ponder was, yeah, led to, ended up leading to a touchdown because it was so close to the uh, end zone for the, <laughs> it was so deep in Vikings territory. He threw an interception and then LaRod Stevens Howling was able to run it in to tie the game up. So I'm just mentioning that really quick. But yeah, then the second interception of the game by Christian Ponder was absolutely forced. I mean, just forced. Five seconds to go. You're still on our side of the field, Vikings territory, of course. I believe it was the 30, 40-ish, right around there. 30, 30-ish, yeah, 30-ish. Around the 30 or so. Or 25, even. He threw it in. He just, he just had to force the play with five bleeping seconds left before the half. Like, what's the point, man? What's the point? I believe Arizona, well, yeah, Arizona also started the ball, started with the ball in the second half. So there was a legit shot that Arizona could have possibly had the lead early in the second half of the game. Like, that would have been a huge change. Luckily, things changed dramatically quickly there because John Skelton stinks. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, an absolutely forced play. Unnecessary. Kind of a rollout, like, okay, I'm not going to pass it. Yes, I have to pass it. Oh, interception. But then the kicker missed. Jay Feely just missed. He missed. Great job, Jay Feely. (laughs) Great job. He missed it, and... uh, Dan Taylor commenting, saying, wide right, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's no doubt about that, is there? Ponder just pawned over. Yep, forced another one. Just unbelievable. A, a potential freebie field goal, but it didn't go in. No, it didn't. Uh, because now here we go, we continue on with what Dan, uh, Dan Taylor says. This year's draft is excellent, and the reason for him saying that is... Arizona got the ball right away in the second half. <laughs> Less than a minute in. 
Early in the drive, Skelton throws it close enough, close enough to Harrison Smith that he's able to catch it and turn an interception into a pick six. Suddenly it is a 21-7 ball game, and, well, that's all the Vikings would score, ultimately. So that was like the quote-unquote dagger, believe it or not. And uh, the way Arizona's offense is playing, a lot of people probably figured it must be the dagger. <laughs> Dan Taylor continuing saying Ponder is just awful today, and he sure was. It was just all over the place. Matt Emer concluding uh, the Twitter, at least for the time being, saying that Ponder had a terrible game, but still don't think that interception should have stood. The the, uh, the guy that caught the ball used the turf to control the ball. Yeah, it was one of those plays. It was one of those close plays. Uh, I think he means that was the one before the half. Yes. Yeah, it has to be. That was the one right before the half. It did look like it was kind of a close call, and maybe, yeah. I mean, I, you have a good point there, Matt. Unfortunately, it's just one of those deals that went against the Minnesota Vikings. Jeff, I'm not, yeah, I think, I hope you're listening. I don't know if I'm saying Jeff. Jeff, I'm really sorry. It's at S-E-R-E-V-E-I. Sevrai, I believe, I'm saying it right. He says that he will listen tonight. I'm an Australian who only just got into the NFL, so we shall see how it goes. LOL. So he's going to be a brand new listener. And he said downloading now. There you go. So that was episode 122. And hopefully, Jeff, you are listening to episode number 123 as I speak to you. He is a Wolves Explosion, Timberwolves Explosion fan. I, uh, he apparently has jumped on board to Purple Mafia, hopefully. So thank you again for that. That'll conclude the Twitter account at Purple Mafia Show. There you go. And at Wolves Explosion, if you want to follow that one for Timberwolves Explosion as well. Might as well throw that in since that's how the guy uh, has jumped on board this show. The Facebook page, we continue over there. Cedric Paulding, yes sir. 5-2 and two and first place in the division. It feels great to be a Vikings fan. Ain't that for sure. You know, thank God that we're that much closer to a winning season, Cedric. Ain't that the absolute truth. We're we're five and two. I mean it, it's a blessing. A lot of us saw the Vikings winning six, seven, eight games. Well, it, it still might end up bad, but as of right now, it's strong. We're in first place. Well, we're in first place until the Bears are gonna be five and one, by all indications. <laughs> winning tonight. Much to a lot of Viking fans chagrin. They're still up 13-0. to zero. Detroit just, yeah, we'll get to that later. NFC North roundup very briefly later on. Actually, fairly soon now because there's not too much left. Sebastian Ball says, four more wins and we t- tie our win total for the last two years. Yeah, isn't that something? Vikings won six games in 2010. Three games last year, so that would be nine. Yes, sir, of course. It's pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying the season. I had no expectations coming in, so everything is a bonus from Thursday on. Yeah, I mean, it really is from Thursday on because I had the Vikings winning six games in my initial prediction. So everything will be a bonus Thursday on at that point. And uh, I hope it continues because it's going to be tough. The schedule gets tough after that Tampa Bay game. We got, we got blessed here in terms of not only... See, now that we're jumping into this Thursday stuff every week, you're going from you know you're going from Sunday immediately to Thursday. Not only are we at home, but it's Tampa Bay, who's not that good, or not only that it's Tampa Bay, but it's at home. Gotta like it. Sebastian also jumps in saying, "Get this: Vikings have the second best record in the NFC." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be good enough for a buy. 
Um, not sure if you were having us tied to the Chicago at that point, because now they're ahead, unfortunately. That's just reporting a fact there. Uh, <laughs> we're bringing up a fact there. Don't shoot the messenger. It's just one of those that's how it goes types of situations. <sighs> Good times, huh? Good times. So, to conclude the Facebook page, Brent Jacobson with a very interesting um, question here. Very interesting possibility. A little bit of speculation, yes. So, if you like speculation or not, we're going to give it anyway at this point. Or at least Brent Jacobson is. So, he didn't call in, but he still managed to be a factor here. And thanks again, Brent, for that. Very welcome listener in event and hopefully caller to the show again. Pure speculation and wishful thinking here, but let's say the Vikings finish ten and six, win the North, but losing the losing the playoffs, like first round or something. Would you package our first round pick, comma Tommy Gerhardt, comma and a third round pick, and offer it to Kansas City for Dwayne Bow? A would the Vikings do it? B would the Chiefs do it? <coughs> Excuse me. I say B. The Chiefs would do it. Um, do the Vikings have the balls to do it? It depends. Depends on what the where the draft is. And pardon me for the cough, there, guys. Um, Should have hit the cough button, but I did not. I do apologize for that. Um, I've been guilty of that lately. I'm not sure the Vikings would have the balls to do it, but if it were me, I would like it an awful lot. I think Dwayne Bow can play in this league. Is there any doubt? No. <laughs> I, I think Dwayne Bowe can play in this league, honestly. He's a, he's a real talent. I mean, he's not the most... He's not... Dang. He's not the most... Uh, uh, consistent player in the NFL, but he can certainly play. He absolutely can. Dwayne Bowe, of course, a stud with the Kansas City Chiefs. He had a down year a few years ago, but uh, he's been really stepping up as late, trying to pull up his player file, and for some stinking reason, it's just like, I just love computers. They really suck sometimes, and it's just taking its sweet time for God knows what reason. (sighs) And there we go. Well, his numbers this season aren't that exciting. 427 yards, three touchdowns, so what do you expect when your quarterback is Matt Castle? He's not the king of the castle, no. Uh, the 2010 season was Dwayne Bro's breakout year. He got about the same amount of yards, like virtually only three yard difference last year. 1,162 yards in 2010, 1,159 yards in 2011. But the big difference, the glaring difference, is 15 touchdowns versus five. 15 versus five. So Dwayne Bow, obviously very capable of explosive football, but eh, he's inconsistent. Five touchdowns his rookie year back in 07, seven in 08, four, a measly four in 2009. Also a bit by the injury bug, but other than that year, he has been pretty healthy. 16 games in every other stinking season other than 2009, which he only played 11. Numbers way down that year, but then of course the big breakout year in 2010. Good statistics, yardage, and reception-wise in 2011, but not much for the red zone. This year, ah, he's probably on pace for about seven. He's probably on pace for like just 2008 year at this point. About a thousand and seven t- thousand yards and seven touchdowns. Not spectacular, but again, what do you expect when you have a quarterback named Matt Castle who's not that good? Or uh, was it Brady Quinn? Woohoo! I mean, it's not going so well for KC this year at all. Though they they 
Yeah, they've had some hot and cold games, but overall they've been pretty pitiful this year, unfortunately, even with the return of the great Jamal Charles. <laughs> it's it's been a struggle. And there's no doubt about that. there's no doubt that it's been a struggle for those KC Chiefs. So uh yeah, what I bring in Dwayne Bobe now that I'm bouncing around way the hell too much. It'd be nice. Yeah, I I think it'd be I think it'd be great. Would the Vikings do it? I don't know. But I would yeah, I would consider it, even though a first-round pick might be a lot. And again, it depends on what first-round pick is. Is there a really strong receiver available where the Vikings would pick? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, if the Vikings win a division, well, yeah, if they won the North, their pick would be in the 20s, like 22nd or something, or, you know, something like that, 22nd, 25th. So, yeah, I would definitely consider it. You're not necessarily going to get a Dwayne Bow talent at that point. Uh, third round might be a Toby Gerhardt and a third round, though. Uh, maybe that's a bit much. You know, that's why I'm saying the Vikings might not consider it. So, I mean, I would at minimum, you know what I would do? I would call up the Chiefs and say, what would you like for Dwayne Bow?" And go from there, to be honest. That might, you know, now when you think about it again, that might be pretty steep considering what the Vikings did get late in the first round and in the third round this year. I mean, we got Harrison Smith and Josh Robinson. Awfully damn good. Toby Gerhardt, well, yeah. He's he's not the running back of the future. And I think uh, everybody listening to this show right now knows that. So, eh, you know, yeah, I wouldn't really cry a tear if, if, if uh, Toby Gerhardt was traded. So, maybe either you, you don't offer a pick and throw in Toby Gerhardt. I mean, you don't offer the third round pick and throw in Toby Gerhardt with the first... Or, I don't know. I mean, you just, first you check and see where the Chiefs are. If they want, like, two first-round picks, you tell them to go, yeah, do something to themselves at that point. You know, that's about it. Go go suck an egg. You know, that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, good good topic, though, brought up. That's the Vikings. Yeah, that's their number one need right now, I think. I think adding another linebacker would be nice and maybe a backup running back. Yeah. Like, um, obviously, that would spell the doom and gloom for the aforementioned Toby Gearhart. So with that, it is time for the NFC North Roundup. Oh, yeah. Aren't you excited, guys? I am. Well, you got two teams playing tonight, but we'll get to that later. Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Slackers, defeat the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis Cardinals. I did it again. St. Louis Rams. At least I caught myself this time. In St. Louis, oh, you just look at you just look at Aaron Rodgers' numbers and you just close your eyes, cover your face. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think I think something woke the Packers up. <laughs> oh my God, they're they're playing pretty good right now, aren't they? Yeah, I think Green Bay's playing pretty damn good right now. A thirty to twenty victory at the hands of the improving. St. Louis Rams are now 3-4 and four in that very strong NFC West division. Sam Bradford completed 21 of, 20, of 34 passes, good for 100, or 255 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Sam Bradford is, <clears throat> to me, he's not a number one overall pick. But he's not a complete bust either. Uh, he's got good yardage, okay touchdowns, and a mediocre quarterback rating of 81.5 for the season. Um, he looked okay against Green Bay, but not great. He's just, he's kind of like Carson Palmer when he's average. When Carson Palmer's having one of those meh type of games. Like, remember I always used to say, 
Carson Palmer, you know, it's all about Carson Palmer when it came to the Cincinnati Bengals. Either he'd have just a ridiculously great game or he'd have a meh game. Well, Sam Bradford is kind of one of those type of guys, you know, when it comes to the meh game. And he leads the league in those right now. <laughs> like, not bad, but not spectacular. Randall Cobb, I guess everybody in Green Bay likes to say he's their version of Percy Harvin, and he's off to a good start in that category, I guess. Eight catches, 89 yards, two, count them, two touchdowns for the Packers. Certainly not as devastating, I think, as Percy Harvin is, but he does have the kickoff returns. He does have a punt return for a touchdown on the season. Yeah, anyhow, why am I getting too far into the Packers? We're not playing them this week or anything, but we will be soon. Oh, Lord. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's just one of those things, huh? But, yeah, I digress. Aaron Rodgers, the topic at hand when it comes to the NFC North Roundup. Yeah, he, he did okay. He did okay. He uh, completed 30 of 37 passes. Quarterback rating of 132, three touchdowns and no interceptions. He completed 81% of his passes. It's like target practice, man. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like he's just in a, in training. He's just like, he's just practicing in some skills competition. That's about what it was like for Aaron Rodgers against a improving defense in St. Louis. I mean, Jeff Fisher and, and uh, not Spagnolo. No, I'm getting those mixed up. Spagnolo's in New Orleans. Spagnolo coached them. Yeah, but an improving defense in St. Louis, improving team, but Aaron Rodgers carved them up like warm butter. End of discussion. Packers are now 4-3 and three, uh, and breathing down our backs. Big time. We have to win against Tampa Bay if we're going to be taken seriously. The Vikings have to win that game. We'll get to that briefly. The other game, of course, the other game. Since we're going to complete the NFC North round up here very quickly, the Detroit Lions managed to score, but fail to, vic- to win a 13-7 to game. Detroit finally got the, the uh, Matthew Stafford finally got the Lions on the scoreboard with what, unfortunately for them, pretty much becomes a garbage time touchdown. But then again, maybe not. I'm, yeah, I mean, the onside kick, but uh, those rarely work. Once in a while they do. Lions tried it, couldn't seem to get it done, or couldn't get it done. The Bears win a very snooze-fest type game against the Detroit Lions. 13-7. to Remember when the Lions' offense was regarded as like St. Louis Rams-like, like 90s Rams-like, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, 99, 2000, 2001 Rams level? Remember that? Yeah, okay. Well, they got seven points against Chicago in Soldier Field tonight. And that's it. Jay Cutler's head was slammed into the turf tonight. He was hurt, but came back. Campbell only attempted one pass. Jason Campbell, the backup for the Chicago Bears. Detroit's defensive line all over Jay Keller with five sacks tonight. I saw a lot of them. Yeah. Mikhail Lechure had another solid game for Detroit. Only 12 rushes, but still managed to get in the end zone and get 63 yards. Matt Forte and Michael Bush, excellent factors again for the Bears. Their depth looking good. Once again, really their defense was phenomenal, like always. Only, uh, well, not only, but yeah, three sacks by the Bears' defensive line, but a solid overall game for that defense. They just absolutely shut down the Detroit Lions. Almost got a shutout. Almost got a shutout against one of the better offenses in football. And, um, well, there you go. I mean, this is a team that put up 44 points just a couple of weeks ago. Or was it 41 points just a couple of weeks ago? 
Could not do so tonight, that's for sure. Barely got on the scoreboard with less than a minute to play in the game. Crazy. Chicago Bears 5-1, and one, and eventually they'll be playing the Minnesota Vikings. Detroit is the only divisional uh, rival the Vikings have faced this season. Luckily, Minnesota did win that game on the road, so a sweep is in order for Minnesota against Detroit. I think the Lions missed the playoffs. I don't think there's any doubt at this point. They're they're going to miss the playoffs because, yeah, they're they're not going to beat anybody in this division the way the way I can see it right now. They're just not. If Detroit comes into the Metrodome and beats the Vikings. Yuck! We deserve to miss the playoffs at this point. <laughs> it's just one of those deals. Chicago looking strong. So there's your NFC North roundup. Let's move on, shall we? It is time. Excuse me if the audio was choppy there for a second, but. It is time to take a quick break and do a season, or do the uh, preview. Yeah, the preview for week number eight. Minnesota hoping to defeat the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers this Thursday. A very soon deal. Um, You know, I'm not even sure when I'm going to release the show at this point. Maybe, shoot, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometime like that. I'll be recording the show for Purple Mafia. Maybe Friday night. uh, Probably, heck, maybe even Thursday night if I can, but... Yeah, maybe I'll try to record it Thursday night, but we'll talk about that when the time comes, I guess. (laughs) All right, we'll take a quick break and preview the Tampa Bay game, finally. win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get their first down, then get a touchdown. Rock them, sock them, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. V-I-K-I-N-G-S. Skull Vikings, let's go. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor back here on Purple Mafia episode number 123 which is a reminder for iPod users and other MB3 players. Android users double twist, double twist Android users that are new to this show or that have been wondering yeah like how can I listen to this show on an Android phone. Download the application double twist. Go to the Google store on your phone. The little button that says Google Play or whatever that's the store 
click go go to that search for double twist there you go it's just like itunes it's connected to itunes baby well yeah it is uh everything on itunes is on double twist you know press the podcast button search for purple mafia and of course timberwolves explosion as well or even brave the wild though that show has been inactive for the past couple months because of the nhl lockout but anyhow yeah hockey fans do check that out as well still because we'll be back at some point Check the old shows out if you want as well, because there's all the archives on there. Uh, Tim Rose Explosion, Purple Mafia. At least it goes back to 25 previous shows, I believe, just like iTunes. Maybe further, but I'm pretty sure it's exactly like iTunes. So, yeah. There you go. Android users. It's a smartphone. It's as good as an Apple. You know, it runs differently, but it's as good as... It's just, it's just as good as any iPhone. It's just different. That's all. I'm sure there's a, you can find it on a Windows phone as well. I've not checked that out yet, but I'm sure there's applications for that as well. You probably just have to type in podcast or something and you find it. So, yeah. Anyhow, <sighs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming to town, as Dennis Green would say. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Joey, talk about Tampa Bay and stop rattling. Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, having a pretty good offense, actually. Well, at least right now they do. Josh Freeman's been playing extremely well of late. The Buccaneers lose lose to the uh, uh, suddenly winning, more winning than New Orleans Saints. They are now tied with the Saints in the NFC South at 2-4, and four, a 35-20 victory for the New Orleans Saints in Tampa, Florida. Josh Freeman, though, had an extremely good game, 24 of 42 completion percentage there, or accuracy, 420 yards, three uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Drew Brees had four touchdowns, one interception, 377 yards against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who do not have a very good pass defense. No, they don't. But there's one thing that the Saints do have defensively, and that is a very good run defense. The New Orleans Saints, not really great on the ground. And no, the New Orleans Saints do not have a million great rushers on their team. They have kind of a running back by committee. They're all okay, but they're not great. Uh, Doug Martin is an okay running back by the New Orleans, uh, excuse me, Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. In fact, he may be a slightly above average running back, though I haven't heard his name all that much. He's got 408 yards on the season so far, two touchdowns. Well, Adrian's got three, dang it, but a lot more yards, that's for sure. Uh, he's averaging 4.1 a carry is Doug Martin. He's all right. He's all right. He's nothing spectacular. He would be a backup here, that's for sure. He'd be a backup in other cities as well. New Orleans Saints passed all over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, I granted, the New Orleans Saints pass all over everybody, but the Buccaneers' pass defense is not that good. <laughs> Their overall defense is kind of middle of the road, uh, they're average, they allow 22.7 points a game to the Tampa Bay Bucks. So it's pretty much pass, 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 pass. Their pass offense is good, and their pass defense is bad. So you're going to see a lot of passing with the Tampa Bay, in a game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Christian Ponder had better get his ass in gear because we thought we were going to see that against the Detroit Lions. Didn't happen. We thought we were going to see that against the Indianapolis Colts. Didn't happen. We thought we were going to th- we thought we were going to see that against the Tennessee Titans. Well, it kind of did. We thought we were going to see that against the Washington Redskins. Didn't happen. <laughs> it just didn't happen. Medeal freaking Williams got a pick six. Yeah, Ponder had a lot of pass attempts in that game, and he had a lot of yards, but it, it was bad. It was 
just bad. It's not like we kicked their ass in the air. It was terrible. It really was. It's amazing the Vikings got 28 points in that game thanks to a strong comeback. We almost won the football game because of that, but wasn't enough. But uh, the Buccaneers average 399 yards a game. That is one of the worst in the league. They're about, I believe, about 27th in the NFL, unfortunately for them. <laughs> right around that number. Their, uh, their rush defense, though, 76, a game that is third in the league. Third in all of football. That is extremely good. They only have eight sacks on the year, though. Only eight. That's a whole lot of nothing. You know, that is good for their, like, third worst in the league. Tied for third. Well, no, yeah, third worst in the league. The worst team in getting sacks is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They only have five on the year. That is pitiful. Philadelphia Eagles and Oakland Raiders both have seven. And then the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Bucks, only eight on the year. So the pass rush and the pass defense, it's a combination of things. So Christian Ponder, opportunity is knocking. Opportunity is knocking. You know, and just watch. Watch the Buccaneers pass rush, like, explode. But <laughs> the opportunity is knocking. I mean, uh, second worst pass defense in all of football, at least yardage-wise. Yardage-wise, they are, yeah. But, I mean, you expect that, too, when they are the third or so worst pass rush as well. In all of football, they have under 10 sacks on the season. That's pretty lame. Vikings are actually one of the stronger teams in that category with 22. 22. In fact, the Vikings actually lead the league tied with the Arizona Cardinals of all football teams, which is kind of funny. No, no, no. Packers actually lead the league. Excuse me. Packers lead the league. Cincinnati is second in sacks. Vikings are tied for third with the Arizona Cardinals. My apologies, listeners, for that gaffe, but I caught it immediately. But no, Tampa Bay has the second worst pass defense in football according to yardage bases. And of course the pass rush as well, you know, goes goes in stride with that. They have forced four fumbles on the year. That's not great, not terrible. They have two interception touchdowns on the year, which is actually okay. One of the, the one of like uh, ten teams or so that has done that. They have uh, nine interceptions on the year as well. That's decent. That's kind of like upper middle of the road, maybe like tenth in the league or so. That's actually not terrible. So well, there you go again. As Ronald Reagan would say, there you go again, Christian. If you keep throwing those, so that's the one. That's the one threat uh, you're going to see. A lot of pass attempts by Christian Potter in this football game, and less run run attempts by Adrian. But Adrian will be a factor in this football game because he's been a factor in almost every game. But you're going to see, you know, Adrian is going to have some of those two yard and a cloud of dust type, you know, moments in this football game because it's a great run defense. It really is, <laughs> as you can tell. Opportunity is knocking for Christian Potter to break out of his funk that he's been in since. Uh, he was kind of in. It's kind of started with Tennessee with a couple of interceptions. He still played okay in the game, but eh, he started to get a little sloppy, and then it really went downhill from there into Washington and and yesterday. It's gone down, 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 down for Christian Ponder since. This is a chance. Christian Ponder threw for 58 bleeping yards last, last week, folks. <laughs> by the way, Jared Allen had two sacks, and uh, as mentioned by... Sebastian Balls earlier. Robinson had three sacks. Adrian Griffin, or Everson Griffin also added a sack, as did, I believe, Antoine Winfield added a sack in the football game. 
So pretty crazy. Everson Griffin playing very well for the Minnesota Vikings as well. Just throwing that out there. A team that's tied for third in the league in sacks with the Arizona Cardinals, who showed a decent pass rush on Christian Bonner yesterday. Again, 58 yards passing. Yeah, that's going to have to change. And yeah, my predictions were pretty damn accurate last week, so I think they'll be fairly accurate this week, hopefully. They were, they've were they Actually, they've been pretty inaccurate because Christian Ponder continues to let me down when I make predictions that he's going to do well <laughs> against the Colts. Now, he didn't suck against the Colts, that he wasn't explosive. He didn't suck against Detroit, but yeah, he actually... But he wasn't effective either. <laughs> he did suck against Washington, but he did get a lot of yards. <laughs> he... You know, but I did not pick Christian Ponder to do well against the. Uh, it seems like I'm more accurate. I end up being more accurate when I predict a good running game. <laughs> when it seems like the pass defense is really, really tough, Vikings tend to go to the running game a little bit more, and Adrian blows up. So I tend to do better that way. <laughs> Christian Ponder. It seems like the the consistency here with Christian Ponder is of late that he struggles because he is only in his second season. He's not exactly Peyton Manning just yet, or Eli Manning, or anybody like that, or Tom, yeah, whatever. You get the idea. He's not exactly an elite quarterback. Sorry, Sebastian. Don't flood me with hate mail there. <laughs> I'm gonna be knocking him for that a little bit, just because it's yeah, it's just for fun. Oh man, there's one team Adrian Peterson would sure love to run against, but then again, Woody, you know, with the past crappy history against them. And New Orleans Saints, they average, they allow 160 yards on the ground a game. Worst in the league. Bucks, 76. Almost 100 yards less. Very good run defense against in the in Tampa Bay. So, this is an opportunity for Christian Ponder to do something. I think Christian Ponder throws for 300 yards in this football game and two touchdowns. Two. But I also have a feeling he's going to throw another interception. Uh, because he's been consistent in that category of late. I see uh, two touchdowns, one interception in the football game. Hopefully just one. 300 yards. And the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, that's right. Minnesota. It's going to be an offensive game, folks. Um, (laughs) The Vikings' pass defense has been fairly good overall. It's not spectacular, but yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, it is about 10th in the league, actually, their pass defense and yards. And, of course, you know, Harrison Smith, Josh Robinson, Anton, Anton Winfield's having an awesome season. So Josh Freeman probably isn't going to be getting any 400-yard type game. No. <laughs> the Saints have the third worst pass defense in the NFL. So that's why you saw kind of an offensive explosion by the Saints and the Bucks. Yeah, Josh Freeman's a decent quarterback, and he has been playing better of late. But, yeah, it was the Saints that the Buccaneers played last week. you got to put that into consideration. The Saints' pass defense is terrible. It's terrible. Kansas City's pass defense, yeah, the Buccaneers defeated them 38-10 to in that football game. Uh, but you got to remember, it's Kansas City, folks. It's Kansas City. <laughs> it's Kansas City. I mean, they're really bad this year. They really are. Um... Their pass defense, though, not nearly as bad. They're literally around the middle. They're about 12th in the league, so they're close to the middle. Their pass defense, not as bad. So, yeah, Josh Freeman is having a strong season. But, hey, Kansas City, I mean, the morale was down at that point. It's been a, it's, it's a mess right now in Kansas City. Things are not going, oh, so great. Freeman has definitely been stepping up. And, yeah, he 
took the Viking. He really pissed us off last year. I believe it was a 20-point game. Bucks leading against the Air Vikings, trailing their Vikings leading the Bucks last season, and of course everything went kaput. So we owe Josh Freeman for that last year. It was a season of blown leads, at least starting out the year, and that set the tone for the rest of the season. Freeman's numbers on the year extremely good: eleven touchdowns, five interceptions, completion percentage. Well, not that high, fifty-five point six, because of a kind of a uh, he struggled early on, but. He is, overall, having an okay year. Not Certainly not running the ball as much as he did earlier in his career. He had four rushing touchdowns last year, only 36 yards this year. Running the football quarterback rating 91.2. Uh, he's looking to have a pretty strong season. Fairly similar to 2010. Oh, he looks like he's going to throw more interceptions, but I could see him throwing about 25 touchdowns this year. So Freeman, an above-average quarterback, not a great quarterback. But definitely a decent one. A very young one as well. <laughs> About the same age as Christian Ponder. Got a light, nice long career ahead of him in Tampa Bay. Freeman scares me a little bit because of what he did to us last year. Luckily, though, the pass defense is not even close to last year. I mean, not even close. A million times better. That's the good thing. So I don't have to reference last year for the Vikings against Tampa Bay. I think Minnesota does win the football game. Freeman is not going to explode against the Vikings, but he will he, he, he will draw blood, unfortunately. He's going to throw some touchdowns in this football game, and he's going to get some yards. He's going to get around 250, maybe 300 yards in the football game. I'll say 300, just to be honest, because he's been playing extremely well, and the Vikings are capable of giving up yardage, unfortunately. They're not the best pass defense in the league, but they will... Uh, they will frustrate Freeman at times, and uh, hopefully the pass rush comes to play again like it did on Sunday. It did beautifully. Hopefully we'll force a turnover or two in this football game against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think the Vikings are very capable of getting that done. A forced fumble or two or three, maybe an interception. It's, it's, it's hard to predict an interception necessarily unless it's a really wild quarterback. Freeman's pretty good, so mm, we'll see. I'll just say maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard to predict something like that. Freeman is decent, you know. he's he, he can play, but he does throw some interceptions here and there. But as mentioned before, Minnesota is going to score 28 in this game, and Tampa Bay will wind up with 24. It's kind of a weird... No, 31, Minnesota 31. I'm, uh, uh, yes. Uh, okay, I'll go with it. Even though the Vikings have scored 30 points... Only once this year, the Vikings will have a season high. 31 points to 24. To 27. 31-27. Minnesota defeats the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now I'm bouncing away too much. Tampa Bay is going to score in this game, folks. It's going to be an active game, but Minnesota is going to pull it out. 31-27. Minnesota defeats Tampa Bay. Goes 6-2. and two. And then all bets are off. <laughs> Vikings need to continue to play well. After that, obviously. I mean, everybody needs to continue to play well. And I get that. You can't just say, oh, well, the Vikings need to play well. Well, everybody needs to play well. But then they go to Seattle after that and have a home game against Detroit. Possible 8-2 and two record. Maybe 7-3 and three going into the bye. And then, oh my God, does the schedule get harder. Every single game is going to be tough, including at St. Louis. Because the St. Louis Rams are a pain in the ass. They are. They're not great, but they are going to be an annoying team. 
You got Green Bay and Chicago four times, and then you throw in a team called the Houston Texans. Oh, and by the way, it's in Houston. Yeah, so the remaining schedule after Tampa Bay is going to be tough. An absolute must-win game for the Minnesota Vikings. And yes, they do win. Yes, they are 6-2. and two. And then, well, it starts to get harder after that. And then way harder. <laughs> Come around the Thanksgiving time, going into the bye. Oh, boy. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck in there. I hope Vikings can... If Vikings win a couple games in there, this is going to get this show is going to get a lot more fun. There are going to be even more listeners, and um, yeah, we're all going to be in a good mood in this town and abroad. All of us that like the Minnesota Vikings and the Problem Mafia show. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, guys. We are going to get to the contact details. We're going to kind of wrap things up here. <sighs> I think we're in a prediction of a Vikings victory, of course. Um, Again, do check out thesportstuff.com. Do go there. Do check it out. There's other good shows on there as well, like the crossover, Without a Curse, No Holds Barred, shows like that. Very good. Do give them a check out. I believe Video Game Review still records shows once in a while. Very rare, but eh. Brian Cush sometimes shows up. Not very often. Mostly Without a Curse, crossover, and of course my other shows, Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild, all available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Do give that a like. And then at Purple Mafia Show is the Twitter account. I try to be active on those both of those accounts during the games and at times during the week as well. Sometimes if I'm watching like Monday Night Football, Thursday Night or Sunday Night, stuff like that, hey, why not? You know, <laughs> and of course in the postseason I'm going to be active as well when that time comes. Should the Vikings be active or not? Don't forget the phone lines, 209. 736-7877-209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling into, which is, of course, Purple Mafia, and so on and so forth. And then start talking, basically. To try to stay on topic as best you can. <laughs> yep, that would be terrific. So, again, thanks, guys, for listening, and good luck to the Vikings yet again. Oh, real quick, yes, I'm going to try to record this show, because it's going to be a different week, obviously, different type of week, at the latest by Sunday, but I'm probably going to be recording it before that, so if you could, call in, or if you're going to call in, call in Thursday night or Friday, if you could, I'll probably, I'm thinking, maybe try to record it Friday night, but, uh, yeah, Friday night or Saturday night, but try to call, try to get your call-ins early Friday, if you could, early Friday, maybe at the latest Friday afternoon, yeah, Friday afternoon at the latest, okay? 209-736-7877. Yeah. There you go. So, again, thanks for listening. Uh, We will be back very shortly for that. And uh, there you go. 6-2 and Vikings. Here we come.